Hi, my name is Randall Friendly. This is My Life Wildlife. I'm a current graduate student at the University of Alaska Fairbanks studying wildlife biology and conservation and my research is studying the effects of sea ice on the reproductive performance of the spectacle eiders breeding in Alaska. I'm in a pathways position so it's just like a biological science aid type position and you know after I'm done with school I'll be guaranteed a position at the Econ Delta National Wildlife Refuge. I am from Tintatuliak that is located south from Bethel. It's on the Kuskokwim River. Being from a rural community, a village in um, Alaska, you know, I spent my whole life or growing up in Tintatuliak living a subsistence lifestyle. So, you know, like there was hunting, fishing, and gathering year-round, which I enjoy, uh, especially doing it with my family. My favorite food is moose soup. I'm sorry, I can't tell you how it's prepared because I have not made it myself, but I like it when my mom makes it, my grandma makes it. People put potatoes, carrots, tomatoes if they want, or can include like plants that you've gathered from somewhere, or you know, they also add like rice or noodles in the soup too. So, and it's, you know, can be pretty delicious. Ever since I became aware of, uh, you know, I always wanted to be outside and, or, you know, doing these activities with my family, which transitioned from that to like, oh, you know, spending that time and connecting with fish and wildlife, getting exposed to like the Western science part of it. It was, it was also, you know, like good to know or learn about, the, I guess, the two worlds, I should say. I have my cultural aspect of it and I'm having this other aspect of it, which is, I think is pretty neat. Hopefully, with my progression towards becoming a wildlife biologist, I hope that, you, know, you know, like I can set a good image, a healthy image for other younger students like I once was, you know, starting off from high school or even younger, to um, show them that it's possible or even make the relationship better with like the government agencies, with also the like rural communities. Because, you know, that in the Econ Delta, and it's probably similar to other places the relationship between like native communities and state or federal agencies has not always been the best because in some of these communities they only see like government agencies like fish and wildlife or fishing game as you know just regulators and there to give out fines and stuff like that and not much of the like the projects or like the science part of fish and wildlife what they do is not really heard of in in these communities so i'm hopefully to you know like show some of that to ameliorate some of that relations between the two groups one thing i guess has always stuck with me growing up is you own hunt for what you need and also the other one was when we were trying to get to one of the study sites that we go to and then this lady took us in and just wanted to like feed us and help us out. And then before we left, that lady told me, oh, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from or what you look like, just to like help people whenever you can. So as the climate is changing, it's changing in a direction where the oceans are getting warming and what's that coming with is, you know, the loss of sea ice at the Bering Sea where the, the spectacolliders winter and there's been recent studies that showed that loss of sea ice may uh, decrease adult female survival with these species but there's uh, also evidence in the past that when there's too much ice at the Bering Sea or when there's a lot of ice cover the parent survival is uh, pretty low so following that logic the other question that 
we don't really know about the spectacolitis is, is if these CS conditions affect their um, breeding performance. So that's kind of what I'm studying and how I will study that is by investigating or speculating their survival rates and there'll be other aspects that I'll be looking at probably be like clutch size if that also is being affected by the sea ice conditions from the Bering Sea. So there's four species of eiders, the common eiders, the largest, followed by the king eider and then the third largest would be the spectacle eider and then the fourth the smallest would be the stellar eider. So for the common eider in Yupikits, it is Mutrak. And then for the king eider, it is Ngasik. And then for the spectacle eider, it's Kaugak. And I think for the stellar eider, it's Anaknisagak. Uh, the spectacle eider, there's three breeding populations in the world. There's one in Russia, which is the largest. And then there's the last two, which um, breed in Alaska. And that is in the Yukon Delta and the other is the Arctic coastal plain near Utkiagvik. The two endangered species or, the, or that are on the list are the Spectacolider and the Stellar Stellars being endangered and Spectacolider still being threatened to this day or considered threatened. The Spectacolidars, how they got their name is because they have the white patch or a whitish patch around their eye and the males will have a more white patch with the green feathers surrounding the male plumages, just like most ducks, you know, they have white on their backs and on their wings and some black feathers at the underneath of these white feathers. As for the female, you know, uh, they tend to be more cryptic for camouflage, so they'll have this like brown to black barring kind of all over their body. Working with nesting birds and just learning about their biology of like breeding and, you know, migration was all pretty cool to me, fascinating, you know, how they go through all that and keep going. 2016 was my first time working with them, and how, like, the sea decks in particular are able to, like, withstand extreme conditions, like, even in the Arctic. Learning about their, like, whole life cycle just was fascinating to me. For a favorite place, you know, what I, first thing that pops into my head is Kigak Island. Kigak Island is uh, located at western coast of Alaska, you know, um, the highest elevation might be like three or four feet above sea level. It is an island like surrounded by many tidally influenced sloughs and there's a lot of little or small pond complexes throughout the island. But that island encompasses many like nesting birds which are like shorebirds, waterfowl species, up to like swans, cranes. It's just incredible to be out there. What I've learned from climate change, you know, uh, maybe within the next 30 to 100 years, it doesn't look like it is, we're going to like a good direction. It, it just kind of looks like we have this like impending, you know, oh, when we reach and within the next 50 years, this is what the oceans are going to look like. And when the oceans get to that point, you know, you just wonder if some species will still be able to survive or continue which you know makes you think oh you know like i hope people that you know rely on like food resources from like the marine environment i hope people will still be able to adapt or you know they'll still be able to like continue their traditional lifestyles at some point we're gonna have to just brace for impact some people say it might benefit the eaters others say it was like the complete opposite I'm sure there's like, I've read 
and herd of other species, you, you know, that are neg being negatively impacted, but, you know, other species are being like favored for this change too, so. This has been My Life Wildlife, a production of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, Alaska Region, Office of External Affairs. Producers, Lisa Hupp and Chris Pacheco. Produced and story edited by David Hoffman for Citizen Race Car, audio editing, sound design, and original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Artwork by Michelle Lawson. In Alaska, the employees of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service are shared stewards of world-renowned natural resources and our nation's last true wild places. The lands and waters of this place we call home nourish a vast and unique array of fish, wildlife, and people. Our hope is that each generation has the opportunity to live with, live from, discover, and enjoy the wildness of this awe-inspiring land and the people who love and depend on it.